Do you have a persuasion reflex? A persuasion reflex is an irresistible urge to talk people into buying. By way of example, here's a salesperson who has a persuasion reflex. Prospect says we don't have a budget, and the salesperson says this. I understand how you feel. Many of our best customers who invested in our solution didn't have a budget at first either. However, once they saw the ROI, it was a no-brainer. For that reason, let's schedule a brief call for Thursday afternoon. Sound fair? The fantasized response the salesperson is hoping for is for the prospect to say, oh, I see, I didn't realize the ROI of your solution was a no-brainer. In that case, I'm in. Where do I sign? Here's my checkbook. (laughs) Of course, the more likely response is, no thanks, I'm good, I'm not interested. If a prospect raises an objection, the salesperson that has a persuasion reflex turns the screws with rebuttals until they wear the prospect down. The prospect knows they're no match for the salesperson's rebuttal playbook. So they give a fake yes to end the conversation and don't show up for the meeting. It's a vicious cycle. The root cause of the persuasion reflex is a directing mindset. You're directing prospects toward your solution, toward a desired result that you want because you know what you have would work for them. Of course you know your solution is the answer. You have commission breath. You have a vested interest in getting the sale. The problem is this. People take action for their reasons, not yours. So if you're explaining and you're directing, you're losing. The moment prospects feel they're being told what to do, they enter the zone of resistance. Nobody likes being told what to do. The zone of resistance is a reflex reaction to persuasion. So what's the way out? Two parts. First, detach from the outcome. Let go of assuming that what you have is what the prospect needs. And second, shift from directing people to guiding people to come to their own conclusions rather than you giving them yours. Guide people to find their own reasons why they might want to take action instead of you directing them to take action. Here's what detaching and guiding sounds like. Prospect says we don't have a budget and you're going to detach from the outcome by simply pausing for two beats. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. Pausing slows things down and gives you a rare opportunity to process what was said and think about how you want to respond so you don't react with persuasion. From there, you might simply say this, I am sorry if I came across as trying to persuade you in any way. That certainly wasn't my intention. Nice and calm like that. What you'll find when you do that is because you're just diffusing the pressure and you're not trying to move anything forward, your prospects typically respond with some version of, that's okay, man, I know you're just trying to do your job. From there, you might say something that addresses the negative emotion that your prospect is probably thinking. That might sound like this. As someone with a long and successful career in RevOps, Bob, you probably get dozens of calls each week offering solutions for automating your commission process. Chris Voss calls this an accusation audit. What you're doing here is you're labeling the negative emotion your prospect is probably feeling. And when you label the negatives, You diffuse the negatives because people subconsciously think, oh my God, you get me. That is my world. And when people feel heard and understood and not pushed and directed, they lower resistance. From there, rather than telling your prospects your opinion and directing them what they should do, ask them their opinion. Chances are, if your prospect's been doing the job for 10 or 12 years in RevOps, they're familiar with solutions like yours. So asking their opinion rather than telling sounds like this. Bob, if you don't mind me asking, what's your opinion 
of automating commission payouts. From there, you'd be surprised that Bob or other prospects like Bob might say, you know, we looked into it a couple years ago and we didn't feel like given the complexities of our payout rules, any tool could be able to handle that. And from there, you might simply pause and say, I'm sorry, uh, complexities of your rules? With a slight uptone. Chris Voss calls this mirroring. And again, it's a great technique to get more information and to make people feel heard without them feeling like you're trying to direct them toward the finish line. If it's not a fit for any number of reasons that are valid, you might simply say, seems like you've looked into this and the value just wasn't there for you. If you are wrong about that label, your prospect will correct you. If it sounds like there is some motivation and some interest, you can use language that removes the pressure of buying. That might sound like this. Sounds like this might be worth exploring at some point. I know I'm probably wearing out my welcome here, but some of the RevOp folks I speak with are using this as an opportunity to review what their options are related to commission payouts. So they stay ahead of the curve for times when budgets might free up in the future. Is that an idea you'd be open to, or does that sound like a complete waste of 20 minutes? And then just pause. Some people will be motivated to continue in the conversation, especially when you let go of the sale and use words like stay ahead of the curve and should budgets free up in the future because it implies there's no pressure to buy now. Other people will not be motivated to continue the conversation. It's okay either way. You're for some people, but you're not for everyone. The idea here is to adopt a surfer's mind. Some waves or conversations don't last long. Others do. Long or short waves or conversations are all part of the same experience. Find the right beach, paddle out, be patient, ride the wave, and remember, waves keep coming. The idea here is to shift from directing to guiding and to remember that you don't create motivation, you align with it. 